I've been waiting for the crushability rating for like 25 fucking minutes. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. I'm Michael Moyer. And I'm Kevin Murphy. All right. Tonight is a special episode because we have a very, very uh, special guest on tonight. Uh, the one and only Mr. Dustin Schutz. Yes. <laughs> So we are doing an experiment tonight. Um, Dustin is many, I don't know how many miles. Uh, from Athens, it's like, I think by car you could probably do it in 11, maybe a little less uh-huh. if you're flying. Yeah. And it's Dover, Dover, New Hampshire, right? Dover. Dover. Dover, as Dude. they say it on the Amtrak train. <laughs> Dover. <laughs> So, do you know the, the how they came up with the name Dover? Is it like some England place, and they were like, "Let's just call it the same thing"? Uh, yeah, I I assume so. Established in 1623. <laughs> I'm serious. No, I know. <laughs> so I was just like, I, I'm pulling up the map right now, and I was like, "Oh, Dustin got the Wikipedia page open so that he can like <laughs> stay off the side." I facts. see. I see that sign. I see that sign like all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> The town just wants to always remind you of when they were established. <laughs> I think every town does, right? I mean, hell, Lancaster's like, hey, Tecumseh Sherman was born here. <laughs> All right, Dustin, what are you uh, drinking tonight? All right, this evening I'm drinking uh, one that I became familiar with like seven years ago, but I haven't had it in about five years, and it is Maine Beer Company's uh, Peeper Ale, which is a pale ale. Um, and they are out of uh, Freeport, Maine, also home to LL Bean headquarters. Um, is a uh, I think they're probably about hour and a half, two hours north of where I am here in Dover. Nice. Uh, but they make delicious beers, and um, they make a few different varieties of. Uh, so my initial plan was to send you guys a beer for t- uh, one beer piece for tonight's episode, and I was probably going to send Kevin. The lunch IPA from Maine Beer Company, um, <laughs> but uh, that fell through because I was on vacation last week, so I dropped the ball. But um, <laughs> I was going to do something really cool, but I'm just going to tell about tell it to yeah. you guys instead. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to send I'll send you guys beer in, in the future for future a future episode, <laughs> even one that I'm not on. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, just um, straight up. Really nice, balanced pale ale. Not yeah. uh, hop is um, I don't know. It's on the fruitier side, but with the malt kind of interacting with it, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty tame. It's what I like pale ales to taste like. Because I, I mean, the new trend now, like a pale ale, is like what an IPA was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hate and I hate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't like mine because mine is the uh, <laughs> Three Floyds um, Alpha King. It is technically a uh, pale ale, um, but when I'm drinking it, I'm like, this is an IPA to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or this is what I like IPAs to be, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I have, I, yeah, I I mean, I, well, I'm sure we'll get into this, but I have nothing against IPAs, but mm-hmm. um, if... Yeah, like I I prefer pale ales, like nicely balanced pale ales, and this is one of them. Yeah, and it's been consistent. It tastes exactly how it tasted seven years ago. <laughs> um, Kevin, what are you drinking? So my first beer tonight is 
Funkworks Tropic King, and it's an Imperial Saison Ale. Yeah, which it, it's it's funny on the side of it. It says pairs well with hula hooping. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? Funk House. Uh, Funk Works. And works is spelled W E R. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the. Uh, excuse me. Um, I always like your beer choices, Kevin, because of the names. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin doesn't care at all what they taste like. He just goes with names only. <laughs> you know what? I I watched a really good thing about beer labels and how many like artists they they've contracted to create these amazing beer labels. And so they were saying, like, the beer label will get you to the beer, but the taste of it will keep you coming back. And, <laughs> and so, but it was it was cool because there's like some some uh, breweries, you know, partner with like local artists to design and come up with these labels. So, because I mean, h- hell, half the time that's how I pick my beers. I'm just like, oh, that looks like a fun label. I'll just try that one. All right, so, well, saying that, and for the listeners, uh, we're video Skyping today on my request, but I just want to show you guys this <laughs> this beer label, and they haven't changed their label since uh, I've become familiar with this brand, but it's, it's oh, just a, yeah. a white label oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and the name, and uh, it's yeah. pretty great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I do love their description on their website, too. After a few years of home brewing in our garage, my brother and I decided we should open a brewery so that we could share our beer. Like, it's just like the description of this beer is literally just their history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Wait, Kevin's or yours? No, no, the one you're drinking. The, uh, oh, the one I'm drinking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 2009, we started with one barrel system and worked a single recipe over and over until Peeper was born. And now we have enough to share. Cheers. Yeah, they make good beer. Now, do you like, uh, what would you say your local go-to, well, let's just call local in the Northeast, but what would your, like, kind of go-to brewery be? Would it be uh, this brewery, or is there another one that um, you kind of like all of their beers? I mean, this is definitely one of the three, like, most reliable. Mm -hmm. Um, Some closer, closer one um, that's only like 10 miles away, which was another option, was uh, Stoneface Brewing in Newington, which is like five miles from Dover. Um, And um, have you taken me there? I have not. Okay. Uh, But we definitely need to go there when you're next time you're in town. What what was the, the place that had just opened like within weeks, I think? Um, and we went there and we sat at a bar and it was like former people that you worked with. I think they had opened, uh, a... Oh no, that, yeah, that was, um, there, uh, it was like the same owners as the restaurant I work at now. Uh, that was, yeah, that was Chapel in Maine. That was before the brewery was open, wasn't it? So their brewery has been open for about a year, just over a year now. And, uh, they really, they've got their system kind of dialed in and, uh, they produce, they can some of their beers, um, not all of them, and they only, I think they might have like a handful of restaurant accounts that they, they, they'll give kegs to, but it's mostly supposed to stay in-house just to get people there. But uh, that brewer, um, his name is Dave Yarrington, uh, he's like a, I don't want to say old school, he's not really, uh, he's probably in his... I think Dave's in his early fifties, maybe. 
he basically he was the head brewer at Smutty Nose Brewing for like twelve years, kind of put their IPA on the map up here in the Northeast anyway, um, and then left the left there five years ago and contract brewed around the country and helped uh, different people install systems. Um, he got a master here. He got a brewing degree at Davis. I think that's like the big school or that was like the only school you could kind of go to UC Davis for brewing back huh. in the day. <laughs> that's, that's awesome because it's like what I was reading about um, OU's college of business was one of two schools that actually had a, um, um, a sports agent degree in the nineties. Oh, wow. So when Jerry Maguire came out, there was like this article in USA Today or something talking about these two schools just after Jerry Maguire came out had this huge uptick in uh, enrollment because everybody's like, I want to be a sports agent now, right? <laughs> and now, of course, like every college has a sports agent uh, degree. And so um, I'm wondering if brewing, um, that should be the next, uh, like, get your degree, at, you know. <laughs> uh, UNH, which is like, just down the road from us here a a couple miles they started a they have a brewing degree now that started like two years ago i think was their inaugural year um but yeah you can get a degree there from that to be a brewmaster (laughs) what a what a great time we live in you know it's like you can be a a youtube personality or you can get a degree in in brewing beer well i don't like uh youtube personalities the one um the one Russian one was found dead in a suitcase, like what? <laughs> this week. I just, I just, I just saw an article on it today. I didn't read it though. All right, I'm gonna search uh, the web for dead in a suitcase, and I don't know <laughs> if, Russian if I'm YouTube like... personality. Yeah. Jeez, Instagram influencer found dead in a suitcase in Russian. Uh, it's loading in Russian apartment. Holy yeah. crap! No thanks. All right, well. Sorry, listener is definitely sharing that link, but <laughs> <laughs> just don't go to Russia. That's that's the, the <laughs> lesson in all of that. How do we get on this Russian influencer? Uh, do, oh, <laughs> Kevin's saying how amazing it was. Yeah, that yeah, we're yeah, yeah. able to get. Well, I'm, I'm impressed that we are Kevin or uh, Dustin. You are uh, 742 miles from Athens, and. Kevin is like 84 miles from me, and so we're able to to do this right now, which is kind of crazy, which is funny because my brother had this dream back in 94 or 95. He dislikes the sound of drums so much that he made Brad... (laughs) I did not know that. Yes, he he made Brad, the drummer, um, set up his drums, and this was in River Park, and had the... Well, now it's... uh, it It was Lakeview then, but now it's River Park... He had dra- Brad set up his drums in the apartment. Adam had his stuff set up in his room, and Tim had his stuff set up in the other room. And Adam had everybody wear headphones, and they had everything mic'd and stuff so that Adam could like turn down Brad <laughs> to a very low level. <laughs> and Adam talked about like having Joel join, um, you know, his best friend who's a guitarist join. And he was like, "Well, you know, we can probably do it." At, at the time, OU had a T one line, and that was like the fastest internet you could possibly get. Um, but the latency delay was just too much. And so now fast forward 20 some years, 
um we are able to do adam's dream from 94 of at least talking i don't know if we'd be able to jam together because i think the the delay is a little too much (laughs) (laughs) maybe that should be our next podcast is the three of us trying to play music uh (laughs) anticipating what's happening (laughs) (laughs) all right so no one steal that idea we are going to be the um the live improv uh podcasters across the country (laughs) So, Dustin, what you, you were saying earlier about uh, IPAs is not really your your kind of favorite beer. So what would you say your your kind of favorite beer you would pick from right now? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I really love Kolsch's, Pilsner's, Lagers. A lot of people don't like that's the thing with uh, with talking with um, since I'm kind of um, friends with a couple people who brew they're like no one no craft beer people or not a lot of them make a really good lager because it's so hard to do oh really i didn't know that it's like because you can hide mistakes with hops basically is what they say and these are like the yeah um but i um yeah but i i'm not against hops i'm not uh i just think uh a hop snob (laughs) no because a lot of pilsners have like a a little bit of a hop bite to them yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, well, that's the thing. There's so many of these new, you know, small breweries, um, so many of them, they're all getting their hops from like the same, like, I don't know here, how many hop farms are there in the country that <laughs> supply? Yeah. It's like, there's, there's probably like five or something. They, exactly. They all taste, yeah. they're all tasting the same, especially uh-huh. when, like <laughs> ones up here who, um, the new, uh, whenever anybody up in the Northeast comes out with their New England style IPA, guess what? I had that beer a thousand times already. <laughs> like you're not making anything new. Uh, well, it's, a, it's the same problem with grapes with wine, right? Like, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of wineries that open up, and you know, there's a reason that the Napa Valley and all that stuff grows actual grapes that are similar to France, and it's because of the climate is similar but yeah it it took scientists coming up with like shit to make grapes work in ohio so yes there are ohio grapes that people create wine with but still like 90 percent of the wines made in ohio or any other state come from california or they're imported from you know france and stuff just because like it's like so you literally are like what can you really do to change that flavor if you're all using the same stuff well that was like i remember um Oh, this was probably in 2010, 2011 when I worked at a at a pub um, in Dover called the Barley Pub that was no longer exists, but it was um, had like 12 taps and they were all uh, craft beer for the time that was like pretty unusual. Um, but they always had like the newest like Sierra Nevada. And they had this, like the Southern Hemisphere, I think was, is one of them, but Mm. it was like hops from like uh, New Zealand, New Zealand Mm. hops or something. But I mean, you can like, you know, kind of taste, you could taste the differences Mm -hmm. of uh, similar varieties, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's like almost out of hand. And like, it's like, that's the other thing, like who knows where these uh, smaller new upstart breweries are getting some of their their money <laughs> well the m- money but like the their products it's probably all yeah. like black market like yeah, yeah. fake <laughs> faked fake hops it's all like hop hop scrap from like some 
Yeah. You know, that, what, what is it called when uh, it's like... Are you talking about cocaine? Cocaine, yeah. And, and they, they split it and they put like sugar or something and they're like, oh, you you cut the cocaine. I don't know, but it's like... <laughs> no, you, yeah, I think you just said cut. I think it's cut. You cut yeah. it with something. It's, yeah. It's not as strong. People are cutting the hops. They're like, they're putting like, you know, basil in there or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when I lived in uh, Seattle, the commercials you would see constantly would be this hop farm commercial. Like, and I don't know why. I don't know who they were trying to market to, because I guess I guess there were a lot of breweries. But I was like, like, wh- why am I seeing it? Like, hop family farms, <laughs> like you know, like type of things. But it was like it was a constant thing and stuff. But uh, I think Northwest is. I think they have a good hop harvest i think they have good climate for it or something yeah i think i'm just statistica.com i just found this thing it's leading hop producing u.s states in 2018 is washington state oregon and idaho so that makes sense if it's northwest and stuff um but and i ran into the same thing dustin where it was like and i think i talked about on the show is when i left dc dc and I, I joked about where they got their money, but DC would be the same thing where a brewery would open. They opened up anthropology magazine and said, yep, let's get the rustic wall. Let's get the, the, the fake rustic bar, you know, like all this stuff. Um, well, you know, Hey, let's just start a brewery. Cool. All right. We need our five beers. You know, we need a lager. We need a, a Pilsner. We need a IP and they all just tasted exactly the same. <laughs> and then going out to Seattle, I was like, Oh, there's so, I mean, we literally picked up where we were living based on the number of breweries around us. And, uh, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all in walking distance. <laughs> um, but they, like i was just i don't know i needed i was like this uh you know west coast ipa i loved initially and then it was like that's all i was tasting and they all tasted the same and it just became so difficult and it was like that's when um i was really into untapped and trying to rate my beers Mm -hmm. and i was just like yeah i don't know four i don't know three i don't know (laughs) and then untipped did that whole bullshit thing of adding fucking quarter notes to their ratings and then (laughs) Threw everything out of whack. <laughs> so then finally, when 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 a brewery opened, or actually they were already open, but they they made like a stout. I was like, holy shit, this is the best beer I've ever had in my life. And it was just right. because they were different. And I was like, good on them for trying something different in this Northwest, um, you know, PA land. <laughs> you know, but uh, what right. did you say, Dustin? <laughs> uh, we did not rate our beers, gentlemen. Oh man, that you can tell Dustin listens to the show. Yeah, he's just like, I've been waiting for the crushability rating for like twenty five fucking minutes. Dustin, <laughs> Dustin really, really, really wants to to rate the crushability of, of these beers. So he does. He just really wants me to use the sound bite. <laughs> Wait, do you, you only use that for six, though, right? For six out of six. Uh, I, Dustin, it was created as a joke, but I guess it has to be now for six out of six. So. <laughs> So, are any yeah, of the beers well, tonight a six out of six? <laughs> um, I'm I'm rating. I could not drink these all day by any means. So uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, uh, I'd probably drink four of these and then need to switch to something a little lighter. Yeah. Okay, Dustin. So I'm, say- I'm gonna put you on the spot. You need to come up with a a a middle of the ground, middle of the road crushability that I will edit and and make it like. Uh, like I did the crushability, uh, six out of six sound. 
So you got to be like, it's crushable. (laughs) 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 It's crushable. (laughs) That's perfect. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kevin, what would you rate your? So I would rate my funk works. It's so funky. Um, Probably a five, five out of six. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, mine, yeah, I'd give a four out of six. So I'll insert Dustin's newly uh, created soundbite. That- yeah. <laughs> it's crushable. <laughs> it's crushable. It's crushable. Yeah. So now I need to come up with one for one, two, three, four, five, and six. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, the keg, you know, uh, <laughs> the illustrious uh, keg crushability. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Um, here's the problem though is with us talking I'm already finished with my beer so I know I, that's that's a big um, I find which is another reason I I'm I stay away from kind of higher things mm-hmm. ABV things is just like I can't put things down they're always like in my hand I'm always <laughs> drinking <laughs> I was just gonna say that's what she said <laughs> I <laughs> I say that all the time in the car when you guys are talking. (laughs) (laughs) My second beer tonight is Zaftig's Hazy Miss Daisy New England IPA. Is it cloudy? It is cloudy. With a chance of meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. What do you think of it? Um, Hold on. Let me take another drink. I'm try. I'm trying to diversify my. It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> we... yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's crushable. <laughs> it's crushable. <laughs> so I didn't realize this until Audrey brought it up, but she was like, "You need to start paying attention to the hops that are in your IPAs, so to figure out which IPA you actually like." Uh-uh. And I think maybe the New England style is not really my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 bitterness of it, I I I'm not really a fan of that. So can I? I think. Um, <clears throat> well, let's go back to that. Let's. Well, no, that because other beers might take us on to different tangents. So, um, so I'm not sure if this is what started the New England quote unquote New England style. But there's a company in Portland, Maine called Bissell Brothers, and they came. It was a bunch of young young guys who, um, in their like early, I think they were like early twenties, started out like f- five years ago, maybe five or six years ago. Um, but their first beer was called Substance, and it was it looked like orange juice, and <laughs> all of the like old school brewers who like had been doing it for 20 years whatever were like yeah it's that way because they don't know how to brew and then it became this thing where like that was the calling card of their beer like it was it was a cloudy really really i mean it was really hoppy and it it was like a ipa lover's dream but um yes they got a lot of flack from like a lot of old school guys and then um they never, they were like, well, I mean, this is, I guess this is it. But now people are like putting like, I think it's like oats, which is one of the things that helps cloud it up like that. Hmm. Um, but yeah. And then I don't know when it really kind of became the New England style, but there it goes. There it is. Yeah. 
All right, Michael. So what's your second beer? All right, my second beer is a, uh, it's again, sticking with three Floyds. It is the Laser Snake IPA. Um, I chose this solely on its label. I was trying to find a better photo because the one I have is is pretty um, pretty low resolution. But I am going mm-hmm. to send this to each of you. So, ooh, hello. My my first impression <laughs> is that's an amazing picture. <laughs> so, so to Kevin's point, right, of like all these artists coming through, I feel like three Floyds. What came first, right? Everybody makes an IPA. Uh huh. Were they like, did they see this late, this, okay, let's describe it. There is a snake. <laughs> I think um, it's like, um, like a cobra, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a cobra. Because they have like the, the sides. But do you see, I think it's like a, ro- it's like a cyborg cobra because see, the, okay. see the sides have like an exhaust thing and there's yeah. like jewels on its, what it would be considered the chest under, under uh-huh. its head. And then there's like. Four or five different giant guns shooting laser beams coming out of it. <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> it, it it needs to be painted on the side of a van, a windowless van. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, this definitely is a seventies like pussy wagon van. You know, like with some shag carpet on the inside. <laughs> uh, so, like, I don't know. It, other than that awesome label um i don't know how much it represents an ipa or beer (laughs) but i like it quite a bit and um it's funny why i chose this okay so katie and i had those tavor beers and kevin last week i told you i was just kind of fancy beard out right Uh uh-huh yeah and and we have all all these beers we have all these jackie o's beers and everything and i'm just like I'm overwhelmed. I don't want to think about. <laughs> and so I went to a grocery store um, in uh-huh. Athens that has a, a decent selection. Right. And I just, I'm like walking and I was like, hey, there's a freaking snake with laser beams on it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they don't have some pretentious like uh, description of it. But um, I, I am going to read um, the top review on Beer Advocate because to me, Anything that has this type of label, I would probably never rate this way, but this is just me. Pours a hazy straw color with a finger of head. (laughs) The nose has citrus notes with a trace of dankness. (laughs) The flavor profile has some pine notes with an average bitter finish. Like, I I don't know. I don't think I could ever rate that seriously on this beer with this label, but that's just me. No offense. um, What's this guy's name? Um... 57 md <laughs> uh but i don't know it's good i like it yeah i if if i had to put it on the crushability index i would give it a five out of six lasers pew, 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 pew. <laughs> man you're gonna be busy in post-production <laughs> we haven't even gotten to dustin's beer yet <laughs> um okay so uh listening to you guys and hearing Michael speak about his love of nostalgia, which is the same for myself, and I've gotten a lot better. It's not a bad thing to love nostalgia, but some yeah. people think it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I've gotten better over the years. But so, and um, I went with a beer for my second choice this evening. Um, classic, uh, beautiful, 
Golden Lager, 4.4% brewed always in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Uh, and that would be Rolling Rock Extra Pale. Oh! <laughs> uh, and that has certain significance to Michael and I. But um, <laughs> was this like the first beer we like would drink in quantity? I, I think so. I, I, I feel like we would go and get it. I always felt like we drink it in the summer for some reason. Like, and maybe that was what we were doing. That's when we started drinking it in quantity, you know, but <laughs> rolling rock. That's awesome. All right. Um, I would give this, um, I couldn't drink this all day, but I could definitely drink a six pack. So I'm giving this a six out of six. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the crushability. <laughs> yeah. I remember rolling rock being like, we, I don't know. We kind of thought it was fancy. Um, you know what well, uh, was back then man yeah i mean it was like honey honey brown was fancy you know it's like <laughs> uh um uh, our college friend hot joe i remember got dustin a was it was it a was it a same size can was it a 25 ounce can for your birthday do you remember yeah. that it was labat blue yeah it it was i got someone bought me a fosters and they bought me a labat blue yeah 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 and it was like yeah here's that because if you were going to spend money on a keg that was more than natty light or keystone ice or something labat blue is like gonna cost you another 40 bucks that was some fancy shit right there <laughs> 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 but um that's awesome all right, I shared an article. Is there a dark side to nostalgia? Which there probably is. I, I think like anything in yeah. life, if if you fall, if you're only think about nostalgia and you're only sitting there um, thinking about yeah all past. the time, and you're not trying yeah. to move your life forward with right better things, that's when it's dangerous, right? Like yeah, you're sitting yeah. in your mom's basement being like, I used to be the star football quarterback in right. Lancaster <laughs> High School. And, we are an explicit podcast, thanks to the review yeah. on iTunes, the one review on iTunes that we have. So, um, uh, also, everyone, if, again, we're just going to remind everyone if if you want to email us, our emails are you ready for another at gmail dot com. And um, this is an annoying thing that I hate, but it actually does help that if you go onto iTunes and rate and review us, that gets us higher in certain things. And so, we do have one. I think a three star rating. I think this person. <laughs> no, it was it was four. It was four star. It, it was a four, four star. It, we would yeah. have we would have yeah. gotten a five star if because uh, in the first few episodes I'd bleep our cuss words, and this person did not appreciate the bleeping. So, and we we took his advice to heart or her advice, unknown person <laughs> that we do not know at all in, <laughs> in real life, um, and so we no longer bleep, and I I made the show explicit. So, cuss away, good sirs. <laughs> Fuck, 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 you fuck, fuck. <laughs> pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> Kevin, you you laid down something real to me earlier about a, 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 about something that happened in your life. Can mm -hmm. let, let's bring it up now. I told you to stop talking. Okay. I was like, save it for the show. So to so bring it up. Okay. Now. So we have to go. We got to roll all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. <laughs> So over the past weekend, I was at Kansas uh, at the Lancaster Festival. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. 
Don't you cry no more. Our good friend Mike had mentioned that Jeff Lynn's ELO was playing in Columbus, like, in a couple days. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, we, like, my dad loved ELO when, you know, like, growing up and stuff. And so after that Kansas concert, my dad and I, mind you, we crushed another six bush lights after that concert. Wait, wait, were you um, still on the, the, the OUL grounds? <laughs> no, we were not on the OUL grounds. <laughs> we were back. We were back at my parents. House. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just like they're like you need to leave. You're like we're crushing yeah. some bush lights. We're crushing bush lights. <laughs> um. So, anyways, I told my dad I was like, let's go. And so we, I buy tickets that night to ELO, but I don't just buy like normal tickets. I buy, uh, you the nice remember ones. the the concert, Michael and uh, you and I like where we're, we're kind of like to the side of the stage a little bit. Oh, at um, Lord Huron. At, yeah, at Lord Huron. And we'll talk so about that after this, just because that's a fun story too. But yeah, go ahead. So, so anyways, I buy those tickets of Wait, like where, where is it at um eclipse live Na- no nationwide arena okay all right so that just shows you how much of a, a a giant he is to be able to bring in people to nationwide so i buy tickets so fast forward to last night because uh we we get down to to nationwide and uh we get there kind of early the gates don't open till seven we get there like at six and so dad and i were trying to uh grab a a bite to eat before before the show so we first started off and we went to this pizza place called boston's and and michael you've been there that's where we went before nick mason and the place is just packed and so like i go up to the the person i'm like how long is the wait and they're like it's gonna be an hour and i was just like fuck that so we we keep on continuing along, and we go to this next place, and it's actually a, a I think it's like maybe national. It's called Gordon Biersch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They make they make uh, beers, in house beers, and I think maybe it's Midwestern or something. They I'm had not sure. they had one in DC near my apartment. Oh, okay. So they're definitely so, at least Midwest East yeah. Coast. But so we go to Gordon Biersch. It's going to be another hour wait, and we're like. F that. Let's go to the next place. And my dad's just like, well, we need to get out of Nationwide to to be, you know, like, let's get out of the uh, mm-hmm. the arena district, essentially, um, you know, beat the crowds. And so we go up to the next place, and the next place is uh, another hour wait. And so I'm just like, all right. So <laughs> we keep on walking. And at this point, we're walking towards the short north. So it's like we're walking north away from the arena district. And, and put this and, into perspective, the short north, or what Columbus calls the short north now, used to be the shithole of High Street. I ran sound yeah. for my brother's band at South Heidelberg, which across the street had a delicious Taco Bell that is no longer there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there was South Heidelberg that every time the band Mo comes into town, the bassist Rob will be like, yeah, my bass was stolen from South Heidelberg in 1995. Has anyone seen this bass? And I'll hold up a photo of his bass. Yeah. And, and then they gentrified it and kicked all the poor people out and, and made it right. this nice 
place where people tell people to visit. So, yeah, so that's it, the it, short it's, North Dock. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 actually becoming really really fancy. Um, so I I I I tell my dad I was just like, well, maybe we could go to Bar Louie. So like we walk even further north up to Bar Louie, and Bar Louie is closed for renovations. <laughs> So I'm like, gee, I'm like, Jesus. Do you, so at do you this, even make it to the do you, do you guys do you end up in Cleveland at this <laughs> <Yeah>. point? <laughs> so we we continue to walk north. We're literally beside Hyde Park on High Street. Like we're walking into the short north. Okay. So we're we're almost we're almost to where the three of us had dinner uh, before uh, Lord Huron. Mm-hmm. Like we're almost to that point, which we uh, we keep referencing this. Uh, John, our fr- rich friend John, um, and Kevin and I went out to eat before a concert last week, and we went to some uh, sushi place. I don't remember the name, right? It was on uh, so it, High Street there. Yeah, it was a, a sushi uh, sushi place in in, in uh, the short north. So we're we're my dad and I are walking, and lo and behold, who do we see coming the other direction? Down High Street. Jeff Lynn? No. <laughs> Even better than Jeff Lynn. Mike Snavely? Mike Snavely and Audrey are walking are walking down the opposite direction. Wait, who the fuck is that? No, I'm just joking. You guys <laughs> That's awesome. So they just finished dinner and we're like, Yeah, we're trying to find dinner. And so we went over to the local cantina because it was Taco Tuesday. <laughs> And we had some tacos and drank beers with them. And then all four of us walked back to Nationwide after we found uh, this place. Walked back to Nationwide, which was probably like a half a mile or something. And uh, all went to OAR concert. So, Oh, you mean uh, ELO a- concert? Yeah. I was going to say, concert. wait, <laughs> the story just took a really big turn. We were like, fuck ELO. a really dark turn. Let's go just see OAR. a really dark turn. <laughs> Yeah. Yellow. I'm sorry. Yellow. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, no offense, OAR, even though I've, you, I've, I'm on record of hating your, your acronym to name with periods right. in between it and stuff. Right. <laughs> so, like, it's like, what are the odds that, like, we just r- ran into Mike? Ke- Kevin, this is the difference between us. I would have never have made it past restaurant two at most before i was like f this we're going to a food truck hungry yeah or we're not even eating right let's just go like to the place and drink but you guys kept like moving further and further away from nationwide and and that's why that's why we as a human race we persist yeah we move forward from people like kevin (laughs) and his dad no, no. So, I just want to give a little background on m- my history with ELO. Is there's there's two stories to this. My knowledge of ELO is from the the sequel to or not even the sequel, the the first short circuit movie. Like Johnny Five is alive. There is a scene where the TV comes on and they're playing an ELO song, and Johnny okay. Five the robot's like, oh shit, and he starts feeling the groove to ELO, and I was like, hey, that's a fun song, right? That's it. And then fast forward a year or two, and I'm I'm plunging Kevin deep, deep into the depths of Pink Floyd. I'm like, your okay. dark soul is taken over from the depression yeah. that you'll feel. Listen to their dark lyrics. And your dad comes and he's like, do you ever listen to ELO? Because like, they're an awesome band, too. And I was just like, <laughs> the 
fuck yellow <laughs> pink fluid all the way <laughs> and then i listened to yellow i was like actually yeah these guys are pretty amazing <laughs> so that's right. my little interlude of of yellow with with your dad who's the one that introduced me to them because i think he even brought a record in and they had the like awesome 70s you know there's spaceships and stuff like artwork and stuff it was amazing yeah yeah but all right so i i sent you i sent you a picture of our seats so you can forward that to dustin <laughs> I, Kevin, I love that you're comparing this to our Lord Huron show, even though that was a really good show. But this is like <laughs> nothing anywhere close to that. This is like you're like Dustin. It's as close. We were at the DMB concert. Well, actually, maybe a little further back, but uh, in New York. Um, so Kevin's really close. So how much were these tickets, Kevin? I'll send this to you, Dustin. Uh, they they were eighty, like eighty six dollars a piece. Man, really? That's it? Yeah. That's cheap. And you know what? This concert was almost sold out. You know, Nationwide holds like 21,000 people. Dude, ELO, man. Yeah. And so it was It was funny because there, <laughs> there was this guy in front of us. He kind of reminded me of um, Joel's friend, uh, Robert. Like, he kind of had that build. And he was just like, Jeff. He was just like, Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn, like that's a, he. He just kept on saying that, just like Jeff Lynn. <laughs> like, was he okay? If Jeff Lynn would have looked over to the left, what do you think this guy would have done? Would he have just been like, I no, I think he would have literally shat his pants. <laughs> like, like he knew every song. That's awesome. And I was, I was kind of, I was kind of jealous of this guy because he was like in the moment. Like, as much of you want to be in the moment at, at a concert. Like, he just, he wasn't worrying about anything else. He yeah. was just enjoying the fucking music. He's the guy and, that when I saw the Pink Floyd Laser Spectacular at Newport Music Hall in 98 or 99, uh-huh. um, we're up on the second floor, and it's literally just them playing Pink Floyd music with a light show. <laughs> like, there, there's nobody on stage, right? It's just pew, 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 pew. And there's a guy beside me just air guitaring the F out of every solo. Like, I mean, I don't know uh-huh. if he could play guitar, but he could play the notes in this imaginary guitar that he had. In every song, he's just like, yeah! <laughs> and I was just like, I wanted to film him. And then years later, there was like a joke, like air guitar tournament or something that's held in Vegas. Uh-huh. I was like, I bet yeah. that guy is there. And he's just yeah. <laughs> got his long flowing locks and he's living out his guitar dreams. Right, right. <laughs> but what was awesome about the show is they had two cellists, a violinist... And then a woman that could like sing opera because there's certain ELO songs that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, like it's this opera. And so I, I told my dad, I said, what was so cool about that is you could so easily fake that, you know, with like sense mm-hmm. or whatever. But the fact that they like basically that's part of the, the crew of the band is well orchestra really cool. is in their name kevin they have to have yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh that's awesome <laughs> so but before jeff lynn and Ella went on stage um the opening act was danny harrison which is george harrison's son and they their band is kind of a very like trippy techno-ishy type of band but it i i had never heard of their stuff before but i i enjoyed it mm-hmm. for sure 
but it was it was kind of cool because so like the majority of people that were at at the yellow concert were like 55 plus oh yeah but it was cool because the there was a dad i think it was a dad and his like six-year-old son were right beside us too and so I was just like, "Yes, I'm not the the youngest person here." And the the like like little six year old had a Mr. Blue Sky T shirt on, you know. And I just I I think that's cool. Like you know that there's like another generation coming up that are like, "I need me some yellow." Oh, uh, I never really got into them until at the restaurant I work at. Still, the Black Birch. Uh, okay, we've always had. Um, We've always been vinyl, and we've been. This year will be our eighth anniversary on in December. Um, and one of the other bartenders, who's he, he's like 40, 40, 41, so he's like four years older than Michael and I. He um, he like always had an ELO record, like a different ELO record, and oh, then okay. he like really got me into them. Yeah, through through that. And and vinyl for you youngins out there, future Lily is a. (laughs) (laughs) It'll probably go. It'll be yeah. It'll probably go yeah. It'll be something different. No, no. Here, here's what annoyed me. Right, is our our good friend Roach uh, manages a band called Saint Lucia. Everybody check them out. Um, I've bought every single Saint Lucia CD. Even though Andrew tries to be like, here's the download link. And I'm like, eh, for free. And I'm like, dude, no. Like, I love seeing Andrew's name, like, in the credits. Like, I don't know. It's it's not us in Nate's room printing out shitty booklets, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's like it came off a real printing press. So anyways, the last time, the, the St. Lucia just came out with an album last year. Go to the concerts. Great concert. They have the, the merch table. I go out to buy the CD. They don't fucking produce cds anymore because that nobody buys them but you know what they do have is 35 dollar vinyl fucking records and i'm like are you really gonna make me buy a record and, and I, he was like we just won and i was like and he's like i'll send you one i was like no i have to buy it and so i had to buy all their damn albums on <laughs> on record afterward <laughs> and i'm like andrew you know what's gonna happen is 15 years from now the reason vinyl fell away is because people realized, holy shit, they get scratches and stuff, and then they start skipping all the time and everything, and CDs are going to be the hip thing in 10 years, and everybody's going to start wanting CDs again. And I'm like, so I'm going to hold on to my St. Lucia CDs, and I'll be like, I've got an original pressing of these ones and zeros that are pushed into this disc, and I'm going to sell them for millions of dollars. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> How often does Roach give get you tickets to shows in the Northeast? What what's the closest venue you can go to? Is it in Boston? Like like good venue? Like I mean not not good venue, but like decent sized venue? Um, is Boston where you would go to like a a small to large concert? Not not ELO nationwide size, but you know. Yeah, like Newport or like slightly bigger um, Portland. I would rather go to Portland than Boston. It's easier. And it's about s- Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, our good friend from DC. She's from Portland, uh, Maine, and she like has like a tirade that she goes on when like <laughs> she's like up for Portland. I'm like, come on, know your audience. These people are from all over the country. Nobody's ever heard of Portland, Maine, unless we're right. in the Northeast. But right. now that I know that, I'm like, I always think of Portland, Maine first before I think of Portland. I Oregon, do. But... <laughs> I also think the dream of the 90s is alive in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> 
but anyways it's in portland maine it's it's kind of a a good club or i guess that's what they call it i don't even know what the different names are for for size uh yeah there's a few venues up there but like the the good the good like sweaty venue up there is the uh, is the uh state theater so it has a balcony that has seats which is awesome but then it also has like the general admission floor so does does roach ever do you ever okay so here's the thing is our good friend roach um has a company called uh, does he pronounce it loyalty but it's like pronounced loyal it like that's that's the company he he formed with uh his business partner when they they formed their own company uh i think it's loyalty yeah loyal loyalty um but you know they're uh I don't even know, Dustin. How would you describe their company? They're 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 a tour managing tour. They're art, artist, yeah. They artist management, yeah, is the field, I guess. Well, so they, just, they deal they just take money from <laughs> artists, <laughs> and they're not. They're like, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's different than like, yeah, because he manages Saint Lucia, but that's mm-hmm. not. Uh, no, it's more than that. Yeah, yeah. Because he started out. Yeah, he started out doing just uh, traveling for a different company, but mm-hmm. like um, it's kind of like all aspects of touring, basically. Yeah, so he he will text me periodically and be like, "Hey, so and so is going to be at Newport, or so and so is going to be at Express Live," which I still is the worst <laughs> worst name. Uh, Kevin and I were at a, an Express Live concert and I was like, what is this like Express Scripts like or something? Yeah. He's like, no, Express. And I was like, oh, you mean the the damn fashion company? Like and so when we were at Express Live on the inside, there's literally like fashion photos um on the wall and I'm like, this is like what I don't know. What what overlap is there of of people going to a like a dingy Decent sized venue. I mean, it's bigger than Newport, mm-hmm. Kevin. What would you mm-hmm. say? It's ha- twice the size of Newport. Yeah, yeah. And... It pro- it probably. I don't know, like what Newport. What what Roach say Newport holds like eight eight hundred or a thousand. It, it, it's eight hundred, like I think, on the lower floor. And if they open the top floor, it's like twelve hundred. Okay, and... so I would say it's probably double. Yeah, like yeah. twenty four hundred people or something. But um. <laughs> so he'll be like hey so-and-so is playing here do you want tickets and stuff and um especially now with the kid i'm like well i can't i i'm not 18 anymore dustin when we would be like oh it's a tuesday let's drive up to columbus and get back at two in the morning you know like um i refuse i refuse to go to a concert anymore unless i can sit like basically like <laughs> if sitting is an option then i'll this is the realization i came to is i am now only going to concerts that uh roach manages and he will give me vip tickets too. <laughs> <laughs> so um lord huron is one of the bands that roach's company manages or whatever they do and i mean i like lord huron and i was like hey you know i asked uh, our rich friend john actually rich friend john should have been buying these tickets kevin yeah he, he should have had the super right. vip man we should have he should have t- told him uh, but anyways, I was like, uh, wait, John Kevin- wait, does does rich friend John know about this podcast? No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just wondered because we never talked about it. So I was just like, ah, I, wonder I almost, I almost brought it. it up to him when we went to dinner and been like, hey, b- by the way, um, rich friend John, uh, Kevin, and I have a podcast that you are in the, the eyes of our 12 listeners, uh, super rich, uh, just FYI, and then like change the subject immediately. <laughs> And again, everyone, 
John is not really rich, but you know, we want him to be rich. So anyways, um, uh, Roach reaches out to us and asks about, do we want to go see this band? I was like, okay, you know, like I can see, you know, let me check with Katie if she'd be okay with me being gone, you know, for six hours or whatever it was going to be. Um, Roach is like, yeah, it'll be at Will Call. Show up at Will Call. They give me a, a packet. It has VI, or has uh, three tickets, and it's sold out. Like, Lord Huron sold out. Um, I expected, every time I've, sorry, let me re- rephrase that. So we go get the tickets. I see that there's VIP uh, bands inside of it. And then John goes, oh, it's sold out. And I don't know if I've been to an Express Live show that's been sold out since Coldplay, Dustin. That's where we saw Coldplay. Oh, we were. Oh, yeah, we were offered prime, yeah. prime money for those tickets in line. Yeah, there was like a guy being like 150, and I think I even joked like, if they goes up to 200, I'm gonna go to a bar and I'll meet you guys outside and stuff. <laughs> I feel like he went well over 200. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but that that was the last time in the inside of, and at the time it wasn't called Express Live. It has literally been through like 13 companies. I don't mm-hmm. even remember what it was called then. Um, Kevin, do you have any idea what it opened as? Uh, uh, pro, it was Promo West Pavilions for a while. I it think was, it was pro. It was Promo Promo West Live, and then it was Lifestyle Communities, <laughs> which just sounds like a condom. <laughs> yeah, or a fucking retirement community. Yeah, and now it's Express Live, live with an exclamation mark well, after live. Is that is is that uh, one of uh, um, Wex Lesnar's places? Express. No, no, yeah, Wexner doesn't own Express, yeah. Because uh, Express used to be under, uh, was it under um, whatever his brands is, Limited? Uh, limi- limited off? Brands, It might. I think it might have been, um, but, you know, they really they really pared it down. Yeah, yeah. You know. But uh, anyways, long story short, Roach gives us these VIP tickets, and he normally does, and at Newport Music Hall in Columbus, VIP means nothing. Like, there is no VIP. Uh, but at Express Live, we show up and the person's like, oh, yeah, you get to go up and to the left and talk to someone up there. They'll, they'll tell you where we go. And and this place is packed. And again, I haven't been to this packed place since then. So we, we walk around. We cut through all these people. We, hey, VIP. And <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, you get this spot. So we literally get like our own corner of the venue to the left. And there's us and two women sitting in seats in front of us and there is so we're standing and there's like a little bar stool area that we can stand and put drinks on and stuff and you're not crowded at all it's literally just us and so i asked the woman i was like are we allowed to sit here and she's like no those are for the like super vip and so i immediately texted roach and i was like roach these vip tickets are bullshit And I sent him a picture, like, of how crowded it was everywhere else. Like, everybody's, like, Kevin, what, was there four people that passed out due to the yeah. heat inside? Mm-hmm. Um, this place, Express Live, has a unique situation where it can have an indoor venue during the winter and an outdoor venue during the summer. It's like a mini Polaris, Dustin, is what the out- – I don't know if you ever went to the outside part. But it's literally – they reverse the stage. The wall opens, and they just face out the opposite way, and it's like a – it's like Polar- like a mini Polaris with like four thousand people that can go there. It's it's. Mm-hmm. I saw the darkness at the outdoor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living a thing called love, um, and I could not hear for a week. Oh, it was so loud, loud. so loud. 
Well, that's that's why I carry, and I'm going to share this on. I should create a an Amazon account so I get money for this. But eargasm earplugs now, so that way whenever I'm at a concert, and I had to even use it at Lord Huron of all places. And people that know Lord Huron, it's like a dude with an acoustic, and he's like living on a beach. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <what laughs> yeah. And I still had to use these damn things. So it was a text roach, and I'm like, you know, jokingly bitching about these awesome, you know, seats. Um, and I felt bad because. So we're by ourselves for a while, right, Kevin? You know, we're just chilling on our bar yeah. stool thing. And I'm like, this uh-huh. is how I want to do a concert. There's no encroaching on me. I can stand. I have a spot to rest. If I'm tired, I can put my beer down. And then this, th- these three people come in. This woman that's well into her 60s and, mm-hmm. like, her children, I'm assuming, that are in their 40s or 50s. I'm fine. Right. Whatever. But they, they start, like bumping into kevin right like oh we need spot on this thing right there's literally nobody in this box right dustin they're they're they could have just stood and saw like it, it was like they were acting like it was packed and they were having to force themselves in and so i'm getting mad and i'm like kevin stand your ground then <laughs> as the concert where i'm like well we did get these tickets free <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like they're literally the only reason we're at this show is because Roach is like, you guys want to go see, right, <laughs> Lord Hero, and so I'm like, these people probably spent pen a lot of money. So like my anger like subsided over time, and I was just like, you know what, I I, I like Lord Huron a lot, but you know, I definitely don't know every song and stuff. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was just well, like, what, what was what was funny about that was so the the like the box seats that were in front of us that actually had seats and there was a server that came around and, mm-hmm. and uh, you could order drinks and she would actually bring the drinks to you, yeah. which were like, man, this is super fancy. Like a server's bringing you drinks. And so like this, this 60 year old woman, that's like essentially like elbowing yeah. <laughs> me like for the room. Um, she like stopped the server and she's just like, do we get drinks too? And she was just like, no. And in my <laughs> head, I was just like, good night. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like no, you're not that special. You're not in the the front seats there. But, but and then the sixty the sixty year old woman was just like, uh, "Can I? I'd like to speak to your manager." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, four different people passed out uh, because of the heat. It was so hot, and we were hot, and we literally had nobody around us. I couldn't imagine being on the floor like scrunched yeah, up and just stuff. like packed in. And so I texted people. Roach, and he's like, "I thought it was supposed to be outside," and I was like. It's weird because John even brought it up. He was like, it was a sold-out show. Obviously, a sold-out show should be moved outside, no matter what. Like, the outside area has many more seats. They could have sold more tickets. So so there had to be some reason that uh, they moved it back inside. Maybe they thought it was going to storm or something. I, I, I don't know. But I've been to the concerts there where it's been storming and they've been fine. So I don't know. Long way of saying, Lord Huron, good concert. Unfortunately, a lot of people passed out, and I'm sure a lot of the uh, security people thought it was like, oh, they did too many drugs. And I was like, no, it's just hot as balls in here and stuff. Thanks, Roach, for giving us uh, free tickets and VIP. So f- moving forward, the only concerts I'm going to go to is I'm going to look at all of Roach's bands that he his company manages. And <laughs> and I'm going to be like, hey, I see this so-and-so. Rayleigh Montaigne is going to be at a, uh, Eclipse Live. Uh, can you give me some of those sweet, yeah. sweet VIP tickets? <laughs> so I, I just texted you both a picture of the crowd. And you can see, so basically where all of those people are clustered in, like, that's where the people were passing out because they were just, like, so packed in. 
mm-hmm. to to this like tiny little area. Was this recent? Yeah, this yeah, th- was last. This Wednesday. was at the Lord yeah. Huron concert. Yeah, which was when? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, last Wednesday. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and so yeah, like right in the middle of that, uh, Dustin is where, and I'll add little arrows like showing, <laughs> and it was just like people drop and people would use their phones with like lights to be like, Hey, somebody passed out here. Somebody's down. Somebody's down. And it would take so long. Cause the first two times I, I talked to our, like I, I call them a security guard, but they weren't, it was some like, yeah. 19 year old girl that was like, I, I work at yeah. live, you know? And, um, she's like, she literally was like, I can't do anything. And I was like, you don't have like a walkie talkie or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, I just, I just stand in the back and watch people's uh, uh, VIP tickets. and stick. <laughs> but look, I mean, can you put this on the show notes, that mm-hmm. picture? I mean, it is as packed at the front row as it is next to the bar in the back. Like that's mm-hmm. a fire hazard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and truthfully, that's what got me thinking. Kevin, I was like, okay, there's an exit. There's an exit right behind us is an exit. And like right right here, and I I think we should show this to Roach because I I was like, I think it was ridiculous. When you have multiple people pass out because I don't know if their um, air conditioning was broken or what, but it was it was hot as shit in here. And it it makes sense if it's it's some dive bar, right? Whatever it is, what it is. But this is supposed to be like the, you know, premiere, whatever, you know, place yeah. in Columbus. And I was like, this should have been outside. They they should have uh, changed everyone right there. Right. But... And, and the, the crazy thing is, is it was such a beautiful night that night mm-hmm. that they could have easily just been like, okay, everybody's outside. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand, like, like Michael was saying, you literally just flip the stage 180 degrees and you're outside, you know? So why couldn't someone, like say okay we're we're outside open up the the screen move our shit around and and i'm sure there's more to it than that but at the same time when you have safety concerns of people overheating and uh, everything they, they need to make that work like that that's on express live right you know that's not on that and stuff but um i shared in the show notes uh yeah it's loyal loyalty like L O Y A L and then T is really large management company. Um that is our, our good friend Roach's who's who's never officially invited to Dutch Uncle. Um <laughs> <laughs> and and who revealed to us years later that he was just there to steal Dustin's uh guitar job. <laughs> Which is my favorite yeah, reveal. I don't ever. hold that against him at all. <laughs> it, it worked out. <laughs> Uh, but he's got, and I don't know, sorry, uh, Roach, I don't know these uh, bands. He's got Aurora, Brian Fallon, the Gaslight Anthem, Hazel English, Lord Huron, I know Lord Huron, Neil Francis, Olivia O'Brien, um, who's got an extremely gorgeous uh, uh, promo shot, <laughs> uh, Raphael, um, not like Raphael the Ninja Turtle, but like two Fs and two Ls, St. Lucia, Sigrid, and Thomas Aban are on the loyalty management. Everyone check them out. Give Roach some money so that he can continue to live in Brooklyn and uh, live his awesome life. <laughs> <laughs> and give us free tickets yes, to stuff. And, and continue to give us free tickets to stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what's hard, right? Is I mean, uh, Kevin, we talked about concerts, and I have that concert list, you know, of mm-hmm. concerts. I mean, Dustin was like, 
99% of those concerts when I was growing up. Like, when we saw Buck Cherry, Dustin was there with me. Like, and I don't remember why we saw Buck Cherry. I'm pretty sure that's the show that Sloan got, uh, like, did stage dope, or not stage dope, he uh, um, crowd surfed. And got kicked out. Is that out. why he got kicked out? Yeah. Was it because he crowd surfed? He crowd surfed and they moved him. Like, yeah, they got him. And then he, like, got all. Now, why they kicked him out wasn't because he crowd surfed. It was because he, when they moved into the back of the crowd, he tried to br- run away from them and get back up to the front. And they got pissed and kicked him out. Everybody else crowd. He was the first one to crowd surf. So everybody else that crowd surfed after him just got moved to the back and they moved back to where they were, right? But because Sloan was like, oh, I'm getting kicked out, he like tried to run to the front to jump back over the fence. And they were like, fuck, you get out. And then he <laughs> passed out at a coffee shop and we left him up in Columbus. Cause and everyone left him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sloan. <laughs> I just remember I just remember the next day, like the we're like in the hallway at our lockers and like this like every, you know during the everybody's mingling right before the bell rings or whatever and and uh i can't remember if it was him i think he walked up to us and he was just like dudes <laughs> what ha- this is pre cell phones by the way yeah, yeah. that's like a huge uh dudes like what happened like where'd you guys go and I was like, how'd you get home? <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say what happened was Tommy and I can't remember who else went, but we had two vehicles, right? So it was probably you, me, Sloan, or you, me, Roach, and Sloan, we'll say. And then I know Tommy went up, and I don't know who was with Tommy. And so there was two vehicles that went up. And as we were leaving the Newport, I remember us having a conversation, and we just assumed, uh, wrongly, that Sloan was going to get a ride from Tommy because we were up front. I, I don't remember where Tommy was. I don't think she was with us or whatever, um, or whoever the other person was. And so Sloan, when he woke up from the coffee shop at two in the morning, called Tommy and was like, "What the fuck?" And then she drove back up to Columbus to get him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do believe that was the Buck Cherry. Sh- uh, Buck. Uh, correct. That was Buck Cherry. So that was. November 29th of 1999, that would have been our senior year um, of, I, I just pulled up my concert list so that, that we can talk about this uh, accurately. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we need to ask Sloan about what his memory of his that is. But I do remember after he, he crowd surfed, literally that's all they were doing was like, hey, if you crowd surf, we're going to grab you and put you in the back. But he tried to run out the side. I, I think he thought he was getting in trouble. And so he ran out the side exit door or something. He did something that pissed them off. That was just like, dude, we're just literally moving you to the back of the crowd and you can move forward and stuff. Because right after he had stopped or right after he got kicked out, we were like, oh, shit, he got kicked out. Everybody started crowd surfing and they were fine with it. It was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it like super early in the concert, too? <laughs> I, I don't even know if Buck Cherry had started yet. It might have been the opening band. <laughs> Uh, which I that's what I wish is um, um, I knew who that opening band was because I remember I remember kind of liking the opening band. Oh, it's your lucky day, my friend. They all wore the same like mechanic jumpsuits and their names were the cupcakes. Oh, shit. That is amazing. Thank you, Dustin. You just added to my concert listing. There's no way they're still around. The cu- and was it the cupcakes? Uh, it may have just been cupcakes. All right. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, I've been for years have been searching for this 
Lost Data concert that I know mm-hmm. that I attended in Columbus, and I yeah. know it was on High Street. That wasn't at um, uh, what's what's the place that Dada plays at now on High Street? It's uh, uh Scully's. Scully. And I knew it was not yeah. Scully's, and I right. kept telling me no, it was Scully's. I'm like, no, it, there was another place they played once. Right. Dustin had graduated, so Dustin wasn't there. I had my 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 uh, Canon little camera, and Dustin was or John was like, is it Little Brothers? And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, there was another Brothers, but it was Little Brothers. And I found it, and I was, like, trying to find the date because I was trying to remember when we broke into CD101 Studios. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you guys and, with the band? Dustin, do you remember that? You were with us, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went in the side door, and then we realized there was people, like, 30 people waiting in line, and they, like, cut the line off. And we, we'd literally been sitting inside for, like, 15 minutes because we just I, walked I love through how I love office. how the intern came around, and she's like, do you guys want anything to drink? Meanwhile, there's, like, a giant line <laughs> outside. So so let's rewind this, and, you know, for the people that have no idea what we're talking about. Um in uh let me find the exact date i want to be accurate because we get so many people bitching about our accuracy on this thing so um <laughs> okay like two people yeah yeah there's two people that we're gonna have on and they can they can tell us everything that's wrong but um um april 19th of 2003 so dustin that was our senior year um you were living with kate right um Oh, no, 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 we were still living together because this was the beginning of 2003. So we were still living together at River Park at that time or Lakeview, whatever. Yeah, it's River Park at that time. Um, but you and Kate had started schmoozing, you know, preparing for the June uh, export of leaving River Park, right? <laughs> um, we're heading up. Uh, we're married now and have two kids. No, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so sensual. Yeah, he, he, he exported Export. he exported the Dustin juice into yeah. <laughs> So anyways, we're going up to see Dada and at that point Dada had recently played um very soon before that. That's when they played the Brickyard and Kevin that was the other show that I wasn't sure, sure about. And and that was when I bought you or Andrea bought you the sweatshirt. But it I'm rambling. This is when we get drunk. We don't really focus on what we're talking about. <laughs> so um, Dada's playing up in Columbus. They're playing at CD101's big room. And at the time, the big room was actually in their studios mm-hmm. on High Street. Now no, the big it was room. Fr- it was Front Street. Or is that on Front Street? It wasn't, it, yeah. Th- th- which is off of High Street, right? Right. I mean, yeah. uh, towards, uh, uh, not Grant, uh, towards uh, German the Brewery. Village brewery yeah in the brewery german village and that's where the big room was and now it's like an actual bar and because that's where they had the big room now is where that bar that you took me right Uh uh-huh yeah Yeah. so now now it's a different thing but anyways it's me kevin dustin was it just the three of us or i'm pretty sure nate was with us no it was i think it was just the three of us right kevin or yeah so so we show up. I don't. I didn't think we were early, but we we show up. We go to whatever the address it says. We see a CD one hundred one sign. We we walk in, and there's like some guy sitting at a computer desk. And we we literally walk through a door, and it's like we're walking into an office, right? And we're like, oh, we're here for the the Dada show or whatever. And he's like, oh oh yeah, that's that's not until four, and let's say it's three thirty or something. So we walk in. And somebody's like, oh, yeah, just take a seat over here at the couch and stuff. And it feels weird. We're the only people there. And I was like, well, I know Dada's not the biggest band, but come on. They've got to have more people showing up to the big room for this. And, like, in walks the band. And I remember 
Michael Gurley's uh, uh, girlfriend or wife at the time was there, and they were like, and I was like, holy shit, that's them and stuff. And like Kevin said, somebody is saying, do you want a drink or something? And at this point, we're starting to be like, did, did we just break in? Because we started yeah. seeing all these people out the real front doors of Studio 101 lined up. And there's, it's not like thousands. It's, I don't know, maybe 30 is what could, but still, yeah. these people yeah. probably got there waiting an official line for a long time so they could sit right. up front. And we're like, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're cool hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> So long way of saying there was a, a, a mystery show that I had forgotten about after this show. I knew it was not at the factory or the brickyard. The factory is the place, Dustin, that remember they only played for like an hour and a half. And then like, yeah. And and like the the, the EDM dance club happened like <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you guys are gone. And we're like, what the fuck? So, so they played another concert and I could not find it. And then this is when John was like, oh, it was at Little Brothers. And I was like, well, how do I find this? Searching the word Dada, D-A-D-A, and anything with Columbus, Ohio brings up nothing. They're, Google is like, you misspelled the word dad. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you put quotes around. It doesn't matter. They're like, and I'm like, Dada chose the worst name possible because I can never find anything with it. Thankfully, CD101, which is now known as CD1025, still has every single big room, big room show they've ever done. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just search Dada on their thing. And thankfully, CD1025 has a pretty decent search engine. Up pops Dada, April 19th, 2003, uh, big room show that we were at, that we listened to, and we sat on the floor. Mm. And a um, March 18th, 2004 big room show. That's 22 minutes. And I listened to it. And literally in the first like five seconds, it's like, eh, and they're going to be playing Little Brothers tonight. And I was like, oh. Because I don't have a ticket for this, I don't have anything, and I was like, yeah. I've been it's been annoying me. I just had a random blank data spot in my ticket list of being like, somebody has to remember this, you know? Because <laughs> I know it's just Adam and I, and I don't remember why it was only Adam and I, but it was just like Adam and I went up um, one night, and I recorded like a little bit of it. I don't have any of it. I don't even remember if John went or anybody, and I remember just it being this spot that. I was like, oh, this is a cool bar, but it felt more like a bar than a venue. And it wasn't until I looked into everybody that was playing at that time, Dustin, that I was like, holy crap. John Mayer was there. Uh, Matt Nathanson. It was like everybody that we listened to down at OU played Little Brothers in 2001, 2002, 2003. And I was like, there were so many concerts that like I was like, I wish we were at, you know. And, and so like our history of just going to Columbus for concerts at Newport, you know, that were, I mean... Again, why the fuck did we go to Buck Cherry? But, like, <laughs> you know, we could have been seeing so many better bands at that time. Like, made me kind of, like, sad that we missed that, if that makes sense. Where was um, where was All Thumbs Trio at? That was at, that was right near the original Donato's. Um, and, Kevin, do you know where the original Donato's was? Or, no, no, not the original Donato's, original BW3s. Um, it closed down maybe five years ago on High Street. Uh, I think so. Was it near campus? Yeah, OSU's it was near campus. Yeah, it was near campus. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly where that's and, at. And, and we went to, there was some bar where All Thumbs Trio was, like, on the opposite corner. It was around there, because I remember being like, oh, that's where BW3s is. Okay, um, yeah. But I, I can't remember what it was called, uh, Dustin. But that's like another concert I need to look up. Uh, so my song of the week is uh, less about... Um, I think anything well no it has it had, does have something to do with the overall 
um, what this podcast is meant to me, and it is uh, goes along with like the nostalgic thing, but not a little bit. But uh, the song is from uh, for I forget what year it is. I'll have to look it up. But it is from the album um, "I Am Not Afraid of You" and "I Will Beat Your Ass." by the band Yola Tango and the song is called I Feel Like Going Home and uh, for me this podcast a lot of the uh, stories and everything is uh, good stuff from from growing up so um, and it's 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 not as uh, high beat as a lot of your songs of the weeks <laughs> but uh, <laughs> doesn't need to be man it's yeah, yeah, it's poignant. So, uh, <laughs> enjoy. Nice. Michael and Kevin, are you ready for another? 